You're listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parenting expert, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in all different areas of your parenting so you can create strong connections with your kids, get all the cooperation you want, and live a life that is full of joy and connection. And by the way, the tools and solutions that you're looking for in your parenting don't just live in each episode of my show. They're also in my free membership site, The Parent Toolbox, where you can access tools created by myself and my brilliant guests that cover everything from helping your kids to sleep, managing meltdowns, reducing overwhelm to getting your kids to listen the first time and so much more. Join The Parent Toolbox so you can download and use the tools that are ready on the site and Each week, a brand new tool is added. And of course, the best part is it's absolutely free to join and to stay in. You can go to www.parent-toolbox.com today. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to share with you another podcast that I think you're going to find really interesting. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You? It's a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for parents who hate to cook. Hosts Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn are two food professionals who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens because they're also busy working moms, so they get it. They talk about how to turn things like nachos into a legit family dinner, to the magic of meatballs, to solving the after-school snack problem, even reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once. They chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms who, let's be honest, are the real experts. In fact, Didn't I Just Feed You is a staple on the iTunes Top 100 Food Podcasts and the only food podcast made with parents in mind. Stacey and Megan are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit more fun. Find Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Now, you can also find Stacey and Megan on Instagram and Facebook as at Didn't I Just Feed You. Now let's dive into this next episode of Parenting Our Future. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. I am Robin McMahon. We are going to help you wire your mind for positivity. Okay, so settle in. Let's get comfortable. Grab a cup of tea. I want you to listen deeply because my guest is going to change your life. All right. Great. Right. Not okay. <laughs> the beautiful, the, <laughs> the beautiful voice that you're hearing is Elena Ezerman. Now get this. She is a positive psychology practitioner and coach. She empowers teams and individuals to expand their strengths, reawaken creativity, boost resiliency, create deeper connections and find purpose and meaning. Now, she has a passion for positive neuroscience. So everything she's talking about is based in science, right? Research and science. Uh, And she really began this journey after she received a high blood pressure diagnosis at 40. And she's going to talk more sort of about what brought her to that place. And so she she has had this journey to lower her own blood pressure using her mind rather than medication. And now she's sharing these techniques that she's mastered to teach others to rewire their minds for positivity, maximize their time spent in the present moment and bounce back from adversity in real time. Okay. That all sounds delicious and wonderful. 
tell me how to do it. Alana, welcome. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> Can you right tell now. us all how to, how to do this in, in, in 40 minutes or less? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh done. Done. Thank you for that beautiful intro. That, that was just wonderful. Um, and yes, I, I did receive um, a high blood pressure diagnosis at 40. Um, so that was almost four years ago. And I still can't even believe it. Um, I know when we were prepping, I, I was saying, you know, kind of what led me there was I, I had chose a career based really on, on money, yeah. which a lot of us really do and, and lead with. Um, and it certainly is important. And um, I had acquired all the things that everyone said would make me really happy if I got them. Um, you know, everything from like the fancy cars and the house and the vacations and, and the golden doodle and, and, and the like. Um, and, and really, you know, I, I was successful at my job when I, I was not home, you know, traveling globally, taking yeah. folks out to really fancy dinners, um, probably having too much wine. And, um, I, I went to my doctor at the time and, and he said, you, you've got high blood pressure. And I was like, what? I was like, no, no way. I did not believe him. Yeah. And, and, you know, fit and thin and, and, and I just couldn't believe it. And, and he's like, you, you need to slow down and um you know you're, you're burnt out and i was like no i'm not like i did not like i argued with him like i didn't realize that you know you're not supposed to feel a little stressed all the time you know like that's not normal <laughs> oh that's funny yeah well i, I don't know that yeah. people know that though right because right, right. all, all the time yeah right, right. Right. Yeah. So he was like, um, you're going to go on medication and, and, it, and I need you to slow down. And I was like, yeah, um, I'll slow down when I'm retired. And he's like, you may not have that time. And I was like, what? Like, I was so shocked because here I am, you know, I'm, I'm really working really hard for that yeah. time. Yeah. You know, I'm working really hard and, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to slow down during like the golden years, which, which actually might be cut short. So I was like, all right, I realized this is serious. And yeah. um, I, I didn't want to go on medication, though. I, I was like, I'm going to figure this out by myself. And, and that's how I found positive psychology. Wow. And so just just for, you know, uh, color, you were in sales and marketing, right? So you were not at all into the, um, yeah, into psychology at all. And not so, at all. No, yeah. cybersecurity, ad tech space, hedge fund space. Oh, my um, goodness. You know, kind of. Yeah, flourishing industries with lots of money and, you know, lots of different ways to entertain people who are mm -hmm. used to being entertained. Like, how much more fun could we have kind of thing? Right, um, yeah. On, on an ongoing basis, yeah, which which sounds amazing. And, th and then after a while, it, it, it really took a toll. Um, and, you know, it's, it's crazy because I, I literally, I, I went for this um, certification and week one, I learned the most important thing. Um, and, and this is the thing that I feel like every single person needs to know. It was so empowering. So whenever you're thinking about the future, you know, when am I going to take my kids, you know, to soccer? What am I going to make for dinner? What about my meeting next week? What about, you know, our, our trip week after next future planning rumination equals anxiety. And then, okay. you know, like this is like a big, like, Oh, it's like rooted in something okay there's there, there are thought patterns around anxiety and and then mm -hmm. you know we want to have ourselves like a perfect future you know we envision everything going really well like all those things i just told you are going to be great right and mm -hmm. then no because we're human so we cannot be perfect so we're going to be messing things up you know so so that happens and 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 then we we hate on ourselves like oh i messed up the presentation, you know, or, or, you know, what, what this person say about me and, and this past judgment rumination is depression. 
Mm. So future planning rumination is anxiety. Past yeah. planning, past, no, not judgment. Planning. Past yeah. judgment. Oh, yeah. Rumination. Yeah. And then you're okay. like, oh, that kind of makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Forward thinking, anxiety thinking about the past just to like really like because I need to break it down for my own self right is, is depression yeah and from a, it's judgment because you're judging yourself on something that you can't even fix because that's over yeah <laughs> and because you predicted it to be a certain way which was not based in any reality whatsoever right. <laughs> you now are beating yourself up for the way it used to be hello parents everywhere that are right. doing this on a regular basis all the time and you know what I always think too, and tell me what you think about this. I always think of anxiety as being at war with what is happening in this present moment. Like, this is not what I want. This is not, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I'm not accepting of this moment. Therefore I'm anxious. Is that accurate to you? Yes. The, the moment we move away from accepting what it is that, you know, it is, it is. in front of us and wholeheartedly embracing that, you know, yeah. even if it's not something that we want. And I love Brene Brown because she has a really awesome quote called embracing the suck because sometimes ah! things just suck. <laughs> you know, and, and the best thing you could do is embrace it. But you will notice immediately when you're starting to have a thought that doesn't serve you, like the one that you just talked about because you'll feel it in your body. Like it feels uncomfortable. Like all of a sudden you feel woozy, you know, like, like maybe your stomach hurts a little bit or, or, or your head starts to hurt a little bit. And, and what's happening there. And, and this is where it's really the key. Your body is a messenger for heavy emotion, right? Because that thought pattern of you not liking what's happening right now is now generating an emotion, right? So maybe that's emotion, anything from this isn't fit, like unfairness, you know, or, or feeling left out or, um, you know, like how, how is it that, you know, I made that mistake and, and I feel shame, you know, these, these kinds of emotions will be communicated to us through the body, but we all just ignore it. So like I ignored it. I remember I would get like, it would be hard for me to get a breath in mm. and then I ignored that and then it turned into like a dull chest pain and and I ignored that and it, it's sad to say because I have kids and I was like no I'm stronger than that I could just like keep going and I'm a woman I'm just gonna like keep being more successful right keep just going and keep going and and next thing you know that turns into high blood pressure and and mm. see if if you actually took a moment to to mm. actually just notice the emotion right mm -hmm. then then you, you could actually honor that emotion right because when when we honor the emotion it, it, it doesn't really stay very long so honoring the emotion it. means you're you're saying you know what i'm scared right now yeah and actually, well, and from a brain perspective, what I know is that the part of your brain releases soothing neurotransmitters to the activated yeah. part of your brain. When you name it, you actually yeah. tame it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly that. Because now that I've named it, right, I literally can navigate it. I could give myself permission to be human. You know, I could, I could mm -hmm. talk to myself like I'm a friend. You know, like we talk to our, our friends, we're so nice to our friends. And then we talk to ourselves like an enemy, right? Talk to yourself, oh, that's what happened? Oh my God, yeah, 100% normal that you're feeling that way. You know, if, if that happened to me, I'd be feeling that way too. Yeah, that is, I'm, I'm writing this down. We talk to ourselves like they're an enemy. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and the, the issue with telling ourselves that we don't like the way this feels and that we should be better than that and stronger than that is that we keep those emotions in the body, right? And and because we don't we don't like the way that elevated heart rate feels, you know, we, we don't like, you know, that stress headache or, or when our stomach feels really off. We just want to numb that out. We, 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 we feel like there's more pain in honoring the emotion. Yeah. And we instead push it down, right? We push it down. We're, we're actually scared to feel them. And I think that- We're scared to feel them. Yeah. But, but because we feel that if we just let them in a little bit, they're going to take us over and ruin us. And I will 100%. cry for the rest of my life. But actually, if you ever just let yourself cry, you'll stop. Roar it out. Let out, let yourself scream, you know, go, go, go start boxing. You know, like there, there's so many different things that you can do to physically release those emotions. And the issue is that we all keep them chronically in the body. So like, so when you chronically ignore fear, right, it turns into anxiety in your brain. You chronically ignore sadness. It's going to turn into depression. You chronically ignore the emotion from a physical standpoint. What you're doing is you're actually building up cortisol in your body. Cause every time you feel stress, the brain thinks, oh my God, there's an attack happening. Right. The brain actually believes it. The brain has no idea that it's a mind made war and that there isn't a gazelle in the bush about to attack you. So the brain is going to like get you ready for fighting or flying. And it's going to elevate your heart rate. Yeah. It's going to constrict your bronchi. So you're like, like yeah. the, that happens. It's going to take the moisture from your eyes. We get stress headaches. It takes the moisture from your mouth. It shuts off your digestion. You tighten no, your right. hips. You tighten your knees. We hold that in our hips and our knees. We're number one for hip and knee replacement for this reason. And we just get ready. We are getting ready to fight that fight. We never fight it. And, okay. And okay. Okay. So what you're, you're saying like, oh is, God. yeah. Oh my gosh. So everyone does this. Yeah. So our brains are wired for survival yes. first and foremost, right? That's really what you're talking about. And so when we don't, when we don't take a minute to say, okay, I am scared right now. I'm really scared right now. And I think I need to cry and I can allow myself without judgment, without criticism, you know, to cry and cry it out and feel those feelings. Okay. So yes. if I don't do that, pardon yes. Permission to be human. Permission to be human, right? And I think we might need to define what it is to be human because I feel like we've right. all forgotten what it is to be human. But yes. what you're saying yes. is, is that unless we acknowledge what is happening to uh, like what we're feeling, the emotions will stay in the body in yes. and and that means we are locking our body up. Yeah, we, we essentially are. It's a very good way of putting it. And, and you're, you're really, you're, you're storing that energy in, in your body in the form of cortisol, right? So you'll like, now you recognize the short-term effects of cortisol. When I just said it, the stress headache, you know, headache, your eyes get dry, right? Your mouth and can you, can you define cortisol just for those listening that don't know what that is? Yes. Yes. It was a stress chemical, stress hormone, cortisol. And it's there, as you said, simply for survival purposes, because back in the day when we felt any threat, that was always connected to, oh my God, you know, we might get pounced on by an animal. You know, we're living in caves. We have to kill for our food, you know, so we needed to pay very close attention to what those threats are, right? But today those threats, 
are still coming into our brain and our brain doesn't have the ability to discern between whether or not that's a threat about a, a presentation next Tuesday exactly. or that's a threat about, you know, like living in a cave and not having a door. Like the, the brain right. doesn't have the ability. It's still going to get you ready to fight or flight like every time. And, and in fact, what it's doing is it's, it's, it's a shutting down of the system because what you're doing is you're, you're messaging that, it's really protection mode time, right? So the brain is saying, we got to take from every single part of your high optimal body functioning and we're gonna put all that towards fighting this fight that we never fight. So it's even gonna lower your immunity because you think your brain cares about a cold that you might be getting if there's a gazelle in the bush. It doesn't, it doesn't care about that. It's taking away all of your greatness and it's it's putting it towards this. and and. I mean, this is important to know, we're still in a pandemic, that, you know, cortisol is so good at lowering immunity that if you're going to be getting an organ transplant, your surgeon is going to actually inject it into the area where the organ is going into in the body to make sure the body doesn't even reject it. Like, that's how good cortisol is at lowering immunity. Wow. And so, you're you like, know, oh my God. What, well, no, what I hear is that, okay, here we are, we have a really outdated survival system that is innate right. in all of us, outdated yeah. for today's day and age yeah. where we do not have, you know, animal predators for, for the most part, you know, coming out ready to kill us for food for them. Right. And right. our brain can't differentiate whether it is a presentation, like you said, or an right. actual animal coming to eat me. And so we never actually have that fight. Right. We are just continuing to add stress on top of stress on top of stress. And so is it as simple as starting by saying, okay, look, you know what? That's just my brain. That's just what my brain does. And I don't need to believe it. Right. Can, can you sort of start there or or what do you, you, I've started doing that myself. I've noticed I had, I had a day a couple of weeks ago where I was feeling sorry for myself for whatever reason. I don't even remember. And I remember like, I I remember being really intentional. Like I'm going to let myself feel these feelings. I'm going to feel all of this. I'm not going to numb. I'm not going to do anything. And then I noticed stories starting to come oh, well, it's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, don't you dare come. Like I'm having this like internal brain conflict. And then another one comes in and I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. So, so maybe we could talk a little bit about that because I think you can. That is awesome that you got to that place because you're telling me that you're the watcher of your thoughts. Yes. When you, when you become the watcher of your thoughts, now you're empowered to choose the thoughts that serve you. Yeah. Instead of having to serve every single thought that comes up. Mm. Right. And, and, and this is like exactly what you just said is, is like the number one thing to do is talk back to your brain. Mm. But what if you think your thought is true? What if I think, you know, my kid is lazy and, um, is going to fail in life because he or she isn't getting good grades, has a really bad boyfriend and is probably going to drop out of school. What, what, what about that? so you so you have the evidence right so the thought is is that your child is not going to do well in school is not going to do well in life because of the evidence and what's the evidence that you just said if you could repeat it uh bad boyfriend doesn't do well in school grades are bad yeah lazy maybe yeah (laughs) throw in whatever you want (laughs) yeah okay so is that something that 
you right now are working on when that thought is coming up? Like, what are you doing when that thought is coming up? Where are you? Are you with your kid? Are you at work? Like, where are you? Are you food shopping? Uh, it is always on my mind. Let's say like, this is a total hypothetical. It's okay. always on my mind. I'm thinking about it at work. I'm thinking about it when I'm grocery shopping and I'm thinking about it when I'm with them. Right. And how does it make you feel? Would probably make me feel disappointed, scared, resentful, because I've put so much work into my kid and all of my, yeah. you know, all, all that stuff, that story. Right. right. Um, yeah. And, and, and what's it doing to your body? Like, how is it, is, is it like making you feel uncomfortable in some way? Yeah, I would say it would be like restricted, restrictive in my chest. Yeah. 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 And, and so what's happening is, is, you know, from the fear and, and the worry, you know, the, the brain takes that and, and is making the stress hormone cortisol. And, and you can feel that happening every time the thought pattern comes up, no matter where you are in your life. Right. So the question is whether or not you actually need to think about it all the time. Mm. Okay. Right. Because when we, when we know that, you know, we actually can containerize our fears, then we can get back to the present moment, right? And what's important about getting back to the present moment is that only in the present moment can we actually be able to have clarity of mind where we can also make the best decisions and be able to execute from a place of wellness. It's the only place that we can experience mm -hmm. elevated emotion and elevated emotion like joy, love, connection, creativity, are the things that we need to thrive during life, right? So when we want to thrive during life, those are the tools that we're going to use in order to actually transform our energy that really shifts our family, mm. right? Without even having to like sit down and talk to your child, if you're already living in a place where your energy has shifted into that of gratitude, hope, excitement, and love, then you're already at a place where you're excited to be able to problem solve what may or may not be working, which isn't something that you need to be doing all the time because it's taking you away from you living in your highest Ooh. potential. Right. So you're so busy living in the future that you absolutely don't know for sure if it will come to pass. I mean, let's be honest, the right. pandemic, if anything, has taught us that nothing in the future, we don't have, we have no idea what's happening or coming for us next. Right. That's just right. That's just um, so we're so busy living in the future, in a future that is not certain, right? And we're not actually living in this present moment when yes. we could be connecting with our daughter and exactly. actually finding out what's going on with her. That's exactly right? it. Okay. That's exactly it. And, and, you know, sometimes it's as simple as forgetting about all the things that we think our children need to be and leaning into what it is that we love about them and how we can actually feel their energy as a family unit and, 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 and why we, why we actually, you know, want to hang, you know, what, what do we have in common? What do we do? That's fun. You know, let's, let's cultivate it from a place of joy because when we're not actually talking about the issues all the time. And we, and we just cultivate relationships from that place of joy and, and fun and laughter, which, which is why we're here. They're an open book. The problems come up. Hey mom, you know, I, I just, I just want to let you know, you know, yesterday, I, I think we got into an argument, you know, my, my boyfriend and I, and I, I kind of didn't really want to talk about it, but you know, 
You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. now what you're doing is you're laying the groundwork for, I'm not really just hanging with you just because I'm solving a problem that's really running around my mind all the time. I'm hanging with you because I'm hanging with you. Mm. And I think we have to acknowledge those thoughts are going to keep coming, but yes. you don't have to attach to them, right? You don't need them. Yeah. So, so what you said before was great. You know, you'll, you'll see those thoughts coming up, right? And, and it is an old way of being. It's, it's an old way of using our brain, right? So mm. the brain from, you know, back in the day evolutionarily is hardwired to pay very close attention to threat, right? We needed that to survive, right? We needed that in order order to get our food we needed that to have a place to live that was safe but now we have safe living quarters like i've got a door over here i could order my food from my yeah. phone right <laughs> but what we're still doing is we're, we're using our brain in a very old outdated way in a world that is evolving so we no longer need to pay very close attention to all these threats so the brain it thinks it's helping you right when of it course. keeps bringing that stuff up and it can, oh well you think that's fine what about this thing so it's going to do that on an ongoing basis because it's born that way that's the bias of the brain we are born with a negatively biased brain until you do what you said you continuously talk back to the brain and, and i love to say okay brain thank you for bringing that up again you know, I got you, you know, I'm in the driver's seat here, totally mm. problem solve this. And you can do this. You can pick a day and time to problem solve it Monday afternoon, give myself 30 minutes to write down all the different things that I'm worried about with my daughter. I'm worried about this, 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 and this. I promise you, you give yourself 30 minutes to write down all your worries about your daughter. You're only going to spend two minutes on it, which is great. But the point is, is if that's not for like another four days, you literally just get right back to the present moment every time. Because mm. the more you do that, the more the brain starts to notice, oh, she doesn't really entertain these thoughts. Mm. I think I'm going to stop bringing them up, right? And, and the more you live in the present moment, the more mm. you lean into gratitude, love, joy, creativity, choosing the thoughts that serve you, looking at the beauty of life. The yeah. brain pays attention. It says, wow, she likes doing that. Let me rewire myself to make it much easier for her to do that. So those negative thoughts that used to come up, those become unnatural to entertain because now you're shifting the bias of the brain from negative to positive, which is totally doable using neuroplasticity. Well, I didn't know you could actually have a positivity bias instead yes, of a negativity. Yes. Okay, that's so cool. I mean, that's why we're, we're we've called this episode. That's why we're talking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, I didn't actually know that before we started recording. So that's great. And, and I, there's a couple of things I want to say that just to me really solidify the message, right? One is that if you worry and it never happens, you've lived through it for no reason. Thank if you. you worry and it does happen, yeah. you live through it twice. Right. Why, that's why. Love that you right? said it like that. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think the, you know, to, 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 to add on to what you said about when you are in this present moment, um, that's when you can see joy and all this stuff, because you actually are living in, otherwise you, you can't see because you're so busy in the past and in the future, how could you possibly notice how beautiful the sky looks today? You or, can't. you know what, that actually, you know, those trees are beautiful, even though they've lost all their leaves, you know, whatever, whatever it is. See, yes, you can see yeah. the same tree every day change, you yeah. know, and it is just, it is, as I say that I get, I get chills everywhere. And, and I started, you know, this, this whole conversation with you about the future, past, future, past, anxiety, yeah. depression, anxiety. So when I, you know, heard that in the first week, 
of, of the class, I was like, oh my God, did I just miss my whole life? <laughs> I just missed my yeah, whole now life. Don't start beating yourself up about it though. <laughs> right. right. Well, the, and then that's the thing, because at that point you're like, okay, that all happened for a reason. You know, that all happened for growth. Right. And, and that's the beauty of life is that, you know, things inevitably are never going to work out, you know, and, and when we lean into, you know, where it is that we could actually learn from that and we cultivate curiosity, we start to see, wow, those failures are there specifically for my growth. And I can either yes. pull myself down in judgment and never learn the lesson, or I could spiral up today and get even, you know, more and better opportunities for growth. Ooh, spiral up. Oh, I like that. Um, I wanted to ask you in terms of the body storing stuff, the act of saying, okay, I'm going to problem solve this today. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write all the things that I'm worried about my daughter, this daughter that I don't have, that is fictitious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does that release it from your body? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, we, okay. How, how does that work? Is it the same thing that we, we talked about before where it's, you know, that, that part, the, the left side of your brain is releasing those soothing neurotransmitters. Is that really the same act? Yes. Yes. So you can feel that heavy emotion, right. In, mm -hmm. in the body. Now, now that I've said it, you know, you kind of just align with those short-term effects of cortisol as being your body's way of telling you, um, you're feeling heavy emotion. You know, you're gonna feel it in your head, maybe your chest, your belly, right? Mm -hmm. When we take that moment, right, and and we we actually notice, name, and navigate those emotions, we mm -hmm. can feel them dissipate when they actually see the light of day. We honor yeah. them, we soothe ourselves, and we start to see this is here for growth, right? When that happens, you can actually allow yourself to choose how you want to feel instead. That's mm -hmm. personal mastery, right? You mm -hmm. choosing an elevated emotion, even though nothing on the outside has occurred to make that happen. Why? Because just like heavy emotion communicates to us in the body, through the body, we can also choose elevated emotion if we just know what it feels like. Right. So, and that's the teaching, right? And that's where real relaxation techniques come in because if you were able to just catch immediately the very moment you started to feel that elevated heart rate hmm. you didn't really give that emotion a lot of time to settle into your issues into your tissues hmm. and, and there's a saying the issues are carried in the tissues oh i believe that yeah right and and that's the thing because long term when we ignore the cortisol right and that's the buildup of the inflammation we actually have cardiovascular diabetes. We get our cancers this way, autoimmunes, um, our genes express. Um, we have accelerated aging. Like this is the cause of all of our chronic illnesses. Now, mm -hmm. if you notice it immediately, right? And you honor that emotion, you might still feel dialed up physically. Mm -hmm. So at that time, before you could even rationally go anywhere, right? And really figure out, well, maybe next Tuesday, I'll pick a time to date, you know, like problem solve it. <laughs> Yeah. You can just simply honor the emotion and then send a message of calm up to the mind where you can then access the rational mind to be able to problem solve. Now, how do you send a, a message of calm up to the mind, right? To get more rational because you, you want to get to that neutral state, right? When you're all amped up and you're feeling anger, you can't just go right to being rational, right? Sure. You could notice the emotion. You can honor it. You could soothe yourself, right? But you're still probably amped up, right? So for you to go like right to being rational, that's like driving a car that like is a stick shift that goes from reverse to drive. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. You must go to the neutral place first. 
So to do that, you want to be able to send a message of calm to the mind and you do that using the body. So lots of different techniques we said before, um, you know, like maybe punching something or running, you know, yoga is very good for that. Um, breathing exercises are wonderful, but one of my favorite things is, is to actually use the heart to send a message of calm to the brain. And, okay. and now I'm going to answer your question because I know you would ask before I still even answer it. And it can go into why this works, but when we use the body to send a message of calm back up to the brain, and we are empowered to now instead choose the elevated emotion that we want to feel, the brain takes that as, okay, sounds like life's worth living. Sounds like you love yourself, you're maybe in a place of self-healing. And, and this can be done through the breathing, through running, through meditation, through the heart-brain coherence meditation I was talking about. There's many different ways to do this, but the point is, is the brain will say, okay, if you're telling me life is worth living, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna, instead of turning on you know, the stress hormone cortisol, I'm gonna turn on the bliss chemicals. I'm going to turn mm. on oxytocin, mm. dopamine, serotonin. Yeah, all the things. Bliss like chemicals. Yes. And because you can't, if you think about it, you can't have both, mm. right? You can't be turning on the stress hormone and the bliss chemicals at the same time. You, you, you just can't. It's an either or situation. So when you have those bliss chemicals coursing through your body, right, which obviously feel amazing, mm -hmm. other things happen like we get rid of the inflammation that's in the body, right? We get protected from cancer, from autoimmunes, our genes don't express. We actually reverse age, we boost our immunity. There's lots of amazing things that happen just by accessing the, the internal pharmacy that lives in our body using elevated emotion. And, and this is kind of the biggest message to teach, you know, literally everyone, but specifically our children is that yes. the world is crazy. You know, yeah. there'll be crazy things happening all the time. We can't control that. We never will. But what we can certainly control is how we feel about it. Yeah. You know, that that's what we have control over. We have human mastery when, when we can actually choose elevated emotion, regardless of what's happening on the outside. Because you piss me off, you know, something really bad happens. Someone cuts me off when I'm driving. Self-worth is saying, I have worked, you know, to get into a state of elevated emotion and I am not going to let that person that just cut me off age me or make my genes express or lower my immunity. Ooh, I like and, that. Yeah, and make me feel unclear. Because if I'm getting into the cortisol place, now I'm ruminating again. And if I'm ruminating again, that means I don't have that heightened sense of clarity to problem solve. I can't notice the present moment. Okay, so there's something that I keep thinking about as you're talking. And what I want to know is what is the difference between accepting it, saying, okay, I'm not going to let that person do that to me or yes. what I like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to let that person driving or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, hmm, how do you say it? Like, um, ignoring it or mm -hmm. but in not a good way right like all of a sudden now you are uh, yeah like you're avoiding it mm -hmm. so that you mm -hmm. don't feel the bad thing that's what i'm trying to say do you know what i mean so okay. like i, I, I think i did that for pardon 
like glazing over it. Is that what you mean? Maybe glazing over it. Like I think there was a time for me when I started this journey into a more peaceful parenting practice where I would get so upset over my son's behavior. Mm. And then I, then it was almost like I stopped caring about it, but I don't know that that was healthy. Like I wasn't, you know, there was a time when I did that. And I think that I sort of just like turned a blind eye to it as a, and it was like, yeah, it was like like a, almost like I was denying it or something like that. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm really trying to articulate it. That's, that's an overwhelm and, and we become apathetic. Yeah, there you go. Apathetic. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can only take so much, you know, I'm going to go have some wine (laughs) and and that's it, you know, and and sometimes it's good to create distance, right? Which is fine. But if you feel as though you've taken that emotion and you've pushed it down so far because there has been a numbing that's been associated to it and, and you can't even feel it anymore, right? What's, what's happening is you can always ask yourself, is that driving me closer to my goals or, or keeping me further away from them? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a real practice because it's, it's just so hard to know how to do that, yes. right? which, which I know yeah. is why, why we're talking, right? That's where yes. you come in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it is. And, and the bar for us is so high, mm. you know, like we, we want so much for every single thing that we juggle to stay up in the air all at the same time. You know, and, and we can't physically, mm. like it's, it's from a physics perspective, impossible, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you, know, you can't, you can't give a hundred percent to a hundred percent of the things Yeah, you, you just can't, you it's know, and, and, but that doesn't mean that you're not still worthy of self-love, you know, and, and self-worth and giving yourself that permission to be human and saying, you know what, I can't give this the attention that it needs right now. I'm just going to be like hundred percent honest with you. And if you have a good partner, you know, you can have that conversation and, and say, you know, and I like, again, Brene Brown will say to her partner, you know, right now from a one to 10, I've got like a three worth of energy and the partner might be like, okay, I'm actually at an eight. So like, why don't you go out to your girlfriend and I'll do dinner, you know, and, and, and give ourselves that reset time because the worst thing is carrying around the guilt that did I for a set number of years, you know, feel too apathetic where we didn't drive towards the goals of what we know our child could truly reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's all a part of the evolution, right? I mean, that was what I needed to do to get to the place where I am today. And you know, so here's here's another question for you. What about trauma? What about real traumatic experiences? This sounds all wonderful, but what about that? Yeah. So trauma in the sense of if you're a parent and you had it when you were a child, or trauma. I, I, you know, I kind of any, mean, <laughs> any kind of trauma. Yeah. I mean, look. Well, and the reason why I thought that is because I think that there. Well, no, I don't think I know. There were times where where I was really traumatized in the parenting that I was doing, uh, traumatized by how hard it was, how bad I felt about myself. But but I don't just because it's not about me. I, I just mean in general, like trauma. You know, how do you square that away? Right with positive psychology, whether it was, you know, being sexually abused or assaulted or assaulted or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, you you have a high A score, for example, right? Yeah. And there's so much trauma. And, you know, right now you're bringing it home for me because I grew up 
um, unfortunately with, with, with trauma and, um, you know, my brother being bipolar schizophrenic undiagnosed, oh, wow. um, until he like went to college, you know, so it was, it was, um, a lot of me seeing and hearing things a lot of the time that I just wanted to block out and, um, you know, being a kid, not having any money or anything, not having a place to go, I would kind mm -hmm. of just like hide in my room and I would try to disappear into myself. <laughs> to you know shield myself from hearing and seeing certain things and and that is really the fascinating piece about trauma because that's creating a protective shell around yourself right which really protected my inner child right i i didn't know at the time that that was creating it like kind of like a templatization of like me going into depression whenever i would see or hear something that i couldn't deal with and that's what came out later, right? Yeah, but yeah. at the time, that self-protection mechanism really served me. Yeah. Right. And, and, and people will have that, that shell that they wear, which will also call armor for a number of years. And then at some point, what happens is they start to see that that armor, usually made out of perfection, to be honest. We 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 create this armor, this shell, like, okay, so inner child, you go inside real quick. And we're going to create like this different person on the outside. Yeah. And I told myself, you know, my brother's having issues. My parents can't handle it. I'm going to be the perfect child so that I don't like further burden anybody. Yes. And I showed up as perfect all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I realized that that shell, that armor that I had built, it served me, but, but up until a certain point because kind of like in the the mid to late 30 time frame i think we all start to notice that that shell is now keeping you from living your truth from from sharing and and, and giving love from leaning into connection from expanding your talents from you actually need to pull that inner child out mm -hmm. right so so the question is are we able to notice the moments in our life where something happens that's really challenging where we go into that armor and we put it on and it keeps us from living our truth because mm -hmm. if we see that then where we armor up and, and and we do this so very often especially in the workplace we'll do it in school if we see that right then we can actually imagine what it might be like if we showed up as our truth as ourself if mm -hmm. we showed up without the armor on and 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 then that's where the growth becomes beauty in the trauma mm -hmm. because you start to see wow that all happened so I could learn how to show up as my best, most, most authentic self. Mm. And, and, and there's growth and there's resiliency around that. When you're able to do that and circumvent that, mm. you can share that message with everyone and you can look back at your childhood and you can be like, wow, you know what? I, I am so lucky that I got to be able to live through all of that and receive something that so few people have, which is called perspective. Mm. So, okay. So, so what I heard you say is that you, the, the trauma happens, you protect yourself and you put on this armor. And at some point the armor is costing you in some part of your life, whether it's connection, relationship, uh, probably just it's connection right yeah, and yeah. achievement at work is, is is a big one because we'll be afraid that you know we're gonna mess up and and let me just stay small and stay safe and not yes. out, you know courageous ideas um and, and and we go in armored you know we're, we're just used to being armored back. yes and so that is your so at some point the cost is so great and that mm -hmm. is your call 
your invitation to say, okay, I need to look at this now. I need to nurture this inner child that I have and bring her or him into the light and say, okay, this is what I live through. Look at what I was able to do to protect myself. And in order for me to live my best life, I need to, I need to take it off. I need to take it off. I need to take it off. And, and it's, it's, oh, it's that's hard. Scary. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that because now we're asking ourselves to be vulnerable, right? And I'm going to go again to Brene Brown because she will say, you know, without vulnerability, we don't have courage. Courage and vulnerability interchangeable. 100%. You know, you, so, so you start to see how we've all kind of in some way become armored. I mean, every person has had something that they carry with them that has caused them to go retracting into a shell and not yeah. live their truth, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you get to that point and, and, and you start to see that, you know, trauma and the shell is something that you can actually appreciate and, and, and you can see, mm. wow, it protected me then that was so good for me then, but now I'm actually ready for more. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I'm think it, ready it, to be. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. What I was going to say is that no, I think no, it no. brings us back to where we started, which is like the story I'm telling myself is right. Yeah. You know, and I think Absolutely. that what happens is I've I've always found that, uh, and I say this all the time. This is my idea that children are resilient, adults are not, um, and they can be. Um, but not unless they learn how. And by that, what I really mean is that it's, you know, it's also not until we have children that they inadvertently through just being kids, just being kids, having their own needs and wants, you know, don't have a fully grown brain are egocentric, like all the things that they are, that is just the way they are. They trigger us. They bring back the feelings of helplessness of not being heard, all of that stuff. And then we rage at them because now we've got the power, but we're yelling at the wrong person, our sweet little baby. Yes. 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 You might be yelling at your parent. You know, you might, I know I was, I was yelling at my dad because he never listened to me and my kids weren't listening. And so I yelled at him. I yelled at them because all I wanted is to be heard. Like now I know that about myself. Right. right? And and you you have the awareness and, and, you know, so we can always tell ourselves, you know, we're human and and we're perfectly imperfect, (laughs) you know, so like, we're just trying to figure it out. But when you, when you have the awareness, you know, that's where you see the the true growth starts to happen. And, you know, the most important thing in removing the armor is still loving every version of yourself that you were on, you know, and that was a big one for me because I hated, like, I hated myself literally up until 40 because there were so many different things and people that I became, things that I did, you know, that I regretted and wish I hadn't done and ways that I spoke to my children that I wish I had of and so you know that I wasn't there enough there, there's so many different things that happening in college you know like there's so many different things and, and you can go back to that child mm. and, and you can say I I love you we're, we're gonna we're gonna fully incarnate here you know it is totally safe to do that I, I got you now you know you don't mm. have to be afraid about what people are gonna think about you and I don't just love you as, as the child right I actually love every single version that we had to become in order to survive because we needed to be that then, right? Yeah. And and then you get to a really special place, not just with 
every version of yourself that you ever were. But then you get to a really special place and you start to realize, God damn, what were my parents even going through when they were raising me? Because totally, we're all doing our best, you know, like this is yeah. us doing our, we're doing our best. And, and you start to say, I think they were really doing their best. Like that was actually yeah. their best. And, and God only knows, you know, what it is that they went through from a trauma perspective that mm -hmm. made them show up the way that they did. And now you're in a place of compassion. And when you got compassion, mm -hmm. you got forgiveness and love on an ongoing basis. And you stop going naturally to that default of, well, I'm going to yell at my kid because my dad never listened to me. Like that ends, you know, mm -hmm. that ends because we transition and transform into a place of unlimited love because love is unlimited. Oh, really beautiful and the good news is is that now that you're living in this positive um place and you have a you're you're tilted towards positivity you also said you are reversing aging so the fact that the first yes. years of your life yes. are no big deal keep going i can keep starting you know start over all over again i tell it to my kids i'm like i can keep messing up and having multiple careers because i'm gonna just live forever and they're like oh you're crazy mommy i'm like That's no right. i am no, I am gonna live forever, hundred percent. I really am. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. That's so great. That's so great. Okay, so I want to just transition a little bit to talking about what you have for everybody, and uh, yeah, talk about what it is. It's called self havening. I misread it and said self half halving. I didn't know what it was, but anyway, you can have it. Woohoo! What's that about? Does that mean I get to meditate and also work? <laughs> Does that no? Okay. Almost. What is, what is self-havening? Yeah. Almost. So this is, um, I know I had said before, it's really important to start to become kind of fluent in the languaging of, of the body so that you can listen when it's being a messenger for that heavy emotion, right? So maybe that happens in the chest or the head, the belly. So, you know, you'll want to honor that feeling, of course, and create calm. So this creates calm by down-regulating your nervous system in less than mm -hmm. a minute. So you're going to be able to see that it is so, so simple to do. And you literally just use your fingers and you could show your kids and you could actually, I'm, I'm doing it right now while I'm speaking. So there's a couple different moves that you could choose, but this one right here, I'm just doing it with my hands. And when you do this, you become so incredibly calm that it's actually mm -hmm. impossible to feel stress. And then you're able to choose the emotion that you want to feel instead, which is human mastery that we talked about before. Yeah. So yeah, there's quite oh. a few. You'll see. Okay. So news reporters do this under their desk, like while they're, they're no. Some calm. Yeah. This stimulates uh, delta waves, which is the uh, stage three sleep delta waves. They're, they're found in stage three, and it's the most relaxed, safest, calmest that we could ever feel. And the threat detection of the amygdala, it it literally goes away. That is incredible. Every parent, every child needs to do this. This is the calming soother that you need when yeah. you are activated. Moves. There are some that are even stronger. Like, I'll, here's okay. like another one. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we're doing them as we talk. Uh, Alana yes. is <laughs> demonstrating them, but you have to be on YouTube to actually see us do that. Yes. But the great thing mm -hmm. is, is that she has a video in the parent toolbox for you to do this please go. The, the parent toolbox is totally free. You, you just need to join because that's just the way it's set up on this, on, on the website that I use. Um, but it's totally free to join. And why wouldn't you, when you can get experts like Alana showing you things to change your life, please do it. Please, please do it. And, um, you know, 
and joy, more calm and joy. Our default setting, period, end of story is joy. Not fear, not the fear that we all live in. So let's start enjoying life and tilting our brains to the positive, not the negative. Any last words that you have for us, Alana? I just, I, I'm so appreciative of, of this opportunity. And, um, you know, I, I love the fact that potentially children could hear this because for them to have these tools as they live their life and know this is all a choice um, is, is really one of the most empowering things that I've ever been able to learn. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want you to move into my house. Uh, That's if you don't fine. Mind. I don't think anyone will care. I'm just going to tell my, 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 my dad to wait. <laughs> and bring and bring your 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 doodle dog as oh, well. Totally dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's right over there sleeping. <laughs> yes, yes. So this good. has been so much fun, but also so insightful. You know, I I gotta say, the more I learn about the brain, the more you're able to just say, oh. It's just my brain. It's not right. me. Right. Like, and I love how Eckhart Tolle says it in, in A New Earth. He just says the mind is Maya. The mind is crazy, right? And it's and so we don't need to believe all this stuff. And there's things that we can do. There is a mind-body connection. We've got to pay attention to that. We've got to make note of the stories we're telling ourselves, right? We've got to understand, like what you said, that living in the future is anxiety. Living in the past is depression. We need to be in this moment and not at war with what is, accepting of what is, so we can grasp the joy, the beauty, the excitement in life, right? Yes. The gratitude. Yes. The present is temporary. <laughs> the present is temporary. Yes. I always think of it like a film strip, you know, as it because you only can do one one image on the light. Per, yeah, 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 per, per frame. That's it. One frame in the light, right? And and, and then it's gone. That's it. Yeah. Then it's the past yeah. or it's the future. Yeah. It's exactly that. That is our life. That is the only thing we can ever experience. Yet we sacrifice so many of those temporary present moments for something we can never experience, like the future or the past. Oh, yeah, we can never experience that. Oh my goodness. We never experience oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go reevaluate my entire life now. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I said when I first heard this. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, Alana, this is so great. Alana uh, Esterman, where can people find you? Of course, your information is on the show notes, but still, where can people find uh, you? Reclaim Brain. Re so www.reclaimbrain.com. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Um, you're my new best friend. And yeah, I'm going to give you my address so you can move in. <laughs> oh, perfect. Good, good. I'll be there. Love <laughs> it. Thanks so much. All right. Take care now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and peace.